I'm happy because it's being seen. I'm angry because individuals let it go to this point. But again, I'm happy. So I'll go. I seesaw between anger and excitement. Like yesterday, in one day, we had Georgia and a riot, you know, in in the U.S. And like so the news was split and probably the the rioters got so much more airtime than the Senate races in Georgia when the Senate race of Georgia would have been on this on screen all day long. Welcome, fam. This is Courtney Russell Jr. And I'm here with my co-host, Emily Brocker. Welcome to Humanize. We are two Americans with totally different backgrounds and life experiences. We're coming together on this podcast to dive right at the heart of the three things that shut down tough conversations about race, culture, power, and ego. The stories you are about to hear are meant to humanize those deeply involved in social justice. Welcome to the work, y'all. Let's get it. Welcome back, everyone. It's January 7th, 2021. Courtney and I are here, and there's a lot that we need to talk about today. It was January 6th was an exciting day in U.S. history. I would say every emotion was out there on the table. You know, he he and I were corresponding yesterday about some social media stuff, and I was actually um, in the car. I had just parked. My kids and I were going to go on a hike. And Courtney gave me a call and he picked up on speakerphone. And without knowing, you know, what was about to happen, I go, Courtney, don't swear. Because I knew you were so excited. I knew that (laughs) my kids are in the car. There's a lot going on. Courtney, don't swear. Like, that's kind of the tenor of what's going on here. So we want to invite you all in in a conversation about this. And as usual, you know, our disclaimer is that the the questions that we ask each other are are based on an invitation that we've both given each other to be as honest as possible, as transparent as possible, even if it gets uncomfortable. And he and I, you know, we have our own opinions. We are not speaking for everyone. I'm not speaking for all white people. And Courtney is not speaking for all black people. So with that... We're talking about the Capitol and we're talking about Georgia. Courtney, of course, is from Georgia. So tell me, Courtney, what um, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) (laughs) Start, start, start with the good news. Start with the good news. Okay, start with the good news. Tell me about Georgia. Why was what happened in Georgia so significant? Well, it's the first time in Georgia that... um, in, uh, in recent history, probably ever. Well, yes, definitely ever. That is, it's blue, you know, um, the Senate and what is now controlled by Democrats, Democratic representation um, is from Georgia now. Um, also, the first black man from Georgia is a senator, you know, and so mm-hmm. that is very significant. And I don't know if a lot of individuals even know that a runoff historically is something that keeps individual would have kept georgia red you know um Mm -hmm. and so ironically system that was built to really subjugate and suppress a black voice is now being led by individuals an individual Mm -hmm. of color you know and so that is something that's amazing in georgia that's amazing. Tell me more. Like, I don't really know a ton about the history of Georgia. Like, why is this 
black voice so significant coming out of Georgia? And what is the what is the his like? What's the story there? I mean, it's a it was a slave holding state, you know, and um, mm-hmm. slavery was huge um, in Georgia, and now Georgia has has come through two times, and and had an election cycle for an, an electoral yeah. votes, and now for this on the Senate side, I mean, so mm-hmm. the the balance of power now, in theory, now the um, body can get a lot of things done, and um, even more than Barack Obama could have. You know, when he was mm-hmm. president. And so uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. so hopefully totally. now we can we can really get some things passed and really try to change and, and move the needle port towards pr- more progression. And so that's mm-hmm. really exciting that I'm from Atlanta, Zone 6. Anyone who knows that, you know, east side of Atlanta and just knowing that I am part of a, a, a state that's really um, had his needle on, on the pulse of power and mm-hmm. in the country now. So I'm glad we could do that. Do you have any mixed emotions about like, so from my perspective, this, this is a moment to be like, just thanking the black community organizers, Stacey Abram. Like we, we could have just had our, our hands, you know, handcuffed for the next four years if Senate wasn't also blue. I'm just wondering like, cause I'm hearing different voices from the black community. Obviously lots of people have different opinions of like, we had to save you people, you white people who did not vote in the in the way that's going to help our country progress and get more human rights. And, you know, after given the history of what's gone on with the black population in the U.S., like, is there any do you experience any frustration of like, why why do we have to be stepping up or or is it more like this is great? This is this is us showing our voice. So you'd, uh, you, do you see what I'm pointing at? Yeah, it, it's a, it's mixed emotions. You know, um, we're yeah. very happy. We're very happy for the results, but it the burden of progression and the the burden of creating has always been on on the backs of people of color. You know, like even mm. from the inception of our of our country, I mean, it couldn't have been created the railroads or or keeping up a plantation right. or or even raising white ch- kids has always been done on the backs of people of color. And so right. now this is just another instance where the same people that have been oppressed are now leading people towards freedom, you know? And this is why yesterday was so significant because in one part, you had a great day where um, democracy and the people's voices were being heard. And in this same day, people were showing why they want to make America great again. Because obviously, mm-hmm. even back then, we um, certain people knew that America was never great for all, but it was great for some. And now it's looking mm-hmm. like it, it won't be great for those people anymore, given the results. Mm-hmm. And so people are just, mm-hmm. so, so, some people are just really upset. So it's, it's yeah. mixed emotions. Mixed emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you're pointing to the conversation about the Capitol. So tell me what you what you saw going on there and just, you know, fill people in really quickly who may have taken a day off of media or just prefer not to be listening to what's going on. So what's the context? For those people who were living in a <laughs> under a rock, you know, um, <laughs> yesterday was yesterday was um, historical because one of the places that should have been heavily secured and uh, protected was overran by, by individuals who were mad at, at the results of an election. 
And so the Electoral College was there um, getting ready to certify that Joe Biden would be our next president. And Trump rallied and pushed and then wanted individuals to protest the certification of the election in hopes mm-hmm. that he can draw it out. And then he already knows that there is no going back from here. He, he will no, no longer be president, but just on the way out, he wanted to sow some more discord because he is the king mm-hmm. of distraction, you know? And so mm-hmm. there was civil unrest and there was individuals who felt as though their voice wasn't being heard and and took it upon themselves to show that this is not right. We know that who we want to win will not be in the White House anymore, but we're going to show you why he has to be there. We're going to show you why you should make sure Trump is a 46th president again, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I, violence, um, same things that Republicans were against when individuals were, were rioting and protesting because of a death of colored individuals and things of that nature. But now, because someone who they want to legislate and to and to lead will not sit in that chair anymore, they felt as though it was equivalent and it was time to 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 do this kind of same thing that happened some months back in their mind. So mm-hmm. the hypocrisy, the entitlement um, was on parade yesterday. Mm. So I'm going to do kind of a, a different approach here in this podcast today. And so I, in listening to the, the dialogue and the discourse on, on social media, I think that there was a lot of, of people saying, you know, this is white privilege on display. And a lot of people that didn't agree with that. And so I'm going to, I'm just going to ask you, like, kind of bring up some of the different points that were, were brought up yesterday across social media, kind of the, I would say, myths, misconceptions, um, people with really radically different perspectives than us and, and see how you would respond to that. Okay. <clears throat> so the first is that the riots yesterday are just like the Black Lives Matter movement. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Right? They were violent. Next, next, you know, next, yes, it was yes. an angry crowd. Hell no. <laughs> the, the, Why? Like we, first off, individuals were, when you back, like I always say, you put a, a, a dog will love you, even if you're abusing that dog. But after a while, the dog will, you're, the dog that loved you at one time will bite you if the, if the abuse continues. Black Lives Matter uh, movement was a representation. And then please let it be known that I do not agree with violence and the looting and the, and the destruction of communities. I understand why those things have happened, though, because mm-hmm. like one of our great leaders have said in the past, rioting is when voiceless or unheard people and I'm and I'm changing it up. But when that's the only way they feel they can be heard. Is when they write. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. they felt like it's, it's been so many individuals that lives have been taken. And so they were, they say, you know, enough is enough. And they did what they had to do. Yesterday, individuals got upset at a decision in the democracy and chose that, you know what, this is our country. Our country is being mm-hmm. taken from us. And we want to we want to show our unhappiness with the decision that was made. And so mm-hmm. there's two totally different things. Mm-hmm. I mean, could it be, could a case be made that this crowd felt voiceless, you know, that they had been exposed to 
basically the the rhetoric of the president and left-leaning media, which said this election was stolen from you. This is unjust. People feeling like I, you know, I tried to vote and um, my votes were thrown away or, you know, I'm just trying to get into that that mindset. And where does. uh, Yeah. No, not at all. That's like asking the Nazis, were they voiceless? You know, and the Nazi supporters were they voiceless, and so they had to um, kill kill the Jews. You know, that's the kind of mm-hmm. individuals. White people have never been voiceless. They lead mm-hmm. every conversation. They lead every. And so this is what happens when they feel as though they're not leading a conversation. They get afraid mm-hmm. and they get scared that you know what we have done so much bullshit to people of color that if they are given power, the bullshit may be they may rain on us. Uh, the mm-hmm. retribution may rain on us. And so they feel as though let's keep them in a certain box so that we don't have to see what could happen if they are given power. And I think that is the fear that was displayed yesterday. So it was, mm-hmm. is, is, it, they have white individuals mm-hmm. have never been voiceless. They control the conversation. Yeah. So we're bringing race in the conversation. Now I'm going to bring in yeah. another comment that I saw, like, which was basically, how is this at all related to racism? Why why was what we saw yesterday racist? And is is mm-hmm. saying that it's about race in itself racist? Like, is it is See, it, is pointing out that it's white people racist? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Again, racist is uh, like we use it interchangeably, but a person or a group of people cannot be racist because racist is a system. They can be very prejudiced. Black people can be mm-hmm. prejudiced. People of color can be prejudiced. White people can be prejudiced. But the system of white supremacy and the system of governing has been racist since its inception and has been created to only support white people. So white people get to benefit from a system like mass incarceration, healthcare, and all those other systems. And now the beneficiaries of the racist system have felt that it's turning on them you know and so Uh so now they are saying oh my god we built the system to protect us from people of color a runoff was supposed is a system that's supposed to protect a state like georgia from ever going blue you know and now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's blue so they they're mad it's like you created a monster and now the monster is turning on the master so mm-hmm. now the racist monster is now saying, you know what, master, I'm wrong. I need to give everyone mm-hmm. a voice. And so now yeah. they're like, nah, let's take this into our own hands. So this, the racist system that benefited white people has now shown that, you know, it, it's, it's being dismantled brick by brick. And hopefully we can continue that. So how how were the people in the crowds yesterday benefiting from systemic racism? Oh, wow. Because when they bust into the Capitol, they were shot and killed on site. That's how they were benefiting. If that was a Mm -hmm. man of color, it would have been news for about an hour. Mm -hmm. Because after that, they would have said, you know what? We're going in there. We're clearing it out. And Mm -hmm. you mean to tell me in America with all of the, the military and the National Guard and the police officers, they couldn't have cleared that system out again? White people were protected. They were treated right. as human beings and not as dogs for running into a lawmakers and the and the legislative the the, the Capitol building 
I mean, they put their foot in the house of representative. They were taking, they were being audacious. If that was their feet on the desks, (laughs) come on, (laughs) yo, come on. Yeah. Just imagine if, if I did that, I was so upset that we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be here talking to humanized today. I'll be dead. That right. the last episode would have been our last episode, you know. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think it, that's just a, another example of how the system still protected white people. And how about okay? I'm going to call them the but what abouts? But what about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I heard a lot of that yesterday too. Uh-huh. But what about? I saw a black person in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not all white people. No. So what what would you say about that? No, there are there are some um, black people that feel as though the um, that Trump should be president again. And and they have that right, you know, and mm-hmm. well, just like there were some black people that worked in the house uh, on, uh, during slavery and felt as though it, we should be slaves, you know, and felt as mm-hmm. though why would you mess up this system? And they felt as though they benefited from from Trump being president. And so I I, I don't and because there are also some white people that see this as a situation that should like should be overturned. I mean, mm-hmm. so I, on both ends, there are always outliers and individuals that feel as though why disrupt the system? Let's keep with the status quo because it's safe. You know, it's 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 safe to align yourself with, with uh, the system that seemingly is is just going to last for for a long time. Because what we do as people of color, we like to we can normalize anything. Poverty, we can make it seem as though you know poverty is not that bad. Look at me, that's what's going on in every poor community. You know, we say we're hopeless, but we say you know what? I'm going to make a good thing out of a horrible situation. And I can't speak for those black people. You know, I would love to to have a conversation mm-hmm. with them, you know, but just from the outside looking in and my hypothesis would be they feel as though it's safer to align with the system than dismantle it. Because who knows what's going to happen? A fear of mm-hmm. the unknown will keep you in your place. Yeah. Yeah. And I read an analysis, too, of that's, you know, the someone was saying how, you know, 55 percent of white women voted for Trump. And that's mm-hmm. the history of white women is like align yourself with what keeps you safe because, yeah, you know, historically there was that that was that was the principal strategy of survival is, yes. you know, mar- get married to someone who's mm-hmm. going to keep you safe. Exactly. And I think that that's still even in a more liberated society around uh, women. Like, I think that's still that's still happening for folks. Mm. Yes, definitely agree. Another, but what about, but what about that they were using some tear gas and pepper spray? Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. using the force that they had. Mm-hmm. The length of time that it took for the tear gas to come out. This is 2021. And you mean to tell me like, so someone was waiting the time when it was like, okay, we can't fake like we don't see what's going on. We can't mm-hmm. act as if. We, we, we're we not going to push the individuals back from the Capitol. So they've done enough distracting. They've done enough destruction. They've said enough. OK, guys, let's put on a show. I always say the illusion of change and actual change are two different things. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know why it took so long. I don't know why the Capitol Police allowed individuals in. But I think 
a lot of protection for the insurrection and those individuals who were pushing through was still done while individuals, while some were acting as if it was appalling, you know? So it's like, oh my God, this is happening. Oh my God, don't let this happen. Oh, wow. They're really doing this right now. It it was a lot of (laughs) fake, it was a lot of fake shit going on when Uh if they were really serious about that, first off, Trump wouldn't allow that. Trump knew exactly what it was doing. He knew exactly what would have happened. And 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 also he he was watching very intently at the race, the Senate race in Georgia. And so he distracted from the loss. So he lost presidency. The Republicans lost the Senate. So now he's looking like a complete and utter total failure. So now you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna burn this shit down before I leave. Let's go. He knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. And I hate like again, I just like to call things like I see it. Because people like to say, oh, Trump is not, oh, he's not intelligent. No, let me tell you, mm-hmm. I will be on here and tell you now, Trump is brilliant. He knows what to do, uh-huh. how to do it, how to distract, how to motivate, mm-hmm. how to to galvanize. And if we as individuals who are pushing towards dismantling a system need to take any kind of chapters from the Trump book is relentless action. Mm-hmm. Relentless mm-hmm. action. Because if we are relentless in this movement of progression we will not lose it's true we don't see that kind of relentless action from the people at the top right now in in ways Mm -hmm. that is necessary he showed us how to mobilize and how to mobilize in this time and age you know yeah i I want to take a time to just really thank stacy abrams i know like i i i I mean, I'm speechless. I would love to meet her and and give her a hug post COVID, post vaccine. Like if she would allow me to, to I, I need to, to she's a legend. Like I give I her so much respect because she told you what she's going to do and she did it. Like both Warnock and Ossoff owe her a debt of gratitude to be sitting in that seat, you know? And so like, I, I I'm really so appreciative, almost to tears of the work that she did. So that was a sidebar. I just had to say it on this this podcast yeah. before we get off. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so, so powerful. And I hope that she is given the recognition and the position and yes. uh, t- to do more, you know, like yes. she... She has yes. something that's that's powerful. She yeah. uh, she unearthed something that's powerful, you know, like yes. it was there and she, she, she said that has space and it's, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. One more, one more myth. I want to, or not, not a myth. Uh, comment a uh, an idea. Want to float past you? There was a lot of this kind of notion of, I am appalled at what's happening in the capital. This kind of thing doesn't happen in our country. This is the kind of thing that happens in other countries. I think George W. Bush actually said, "This is the kind of thing we expect in the banana republics, not in the U.S." Mm-hmm. So. I just want to unpack some of that thinking and, you know, how it relates to the discussion of race in particular. That's another blind white comment to say it happens in this country. It just happens more to people of color in this country. That type of insurrection and disrespect now that it has happened to individuals who are the lawmakers 
It should mm, what he, interesting. What, what they should okay. what they should what they should have said is this doesn't happen to white people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So give me an example of how this happens to people of color, like in the U.S. Yeah. How how do how is that happening? A parallel. I mean, let's let, let's talk about it. You you have the litany of black men that were gunned down. In the 20th century, you know, like you have the black women who was the Sandra Bland's, you know, you're the Castiles, the Jacob Blake's and they were mm-hmm. were killed like dogs. You know, that is mm-hmm. a, a, a small scale of what happened yesterday, because if those guys were able to get into the lawmakers, the, the cynic chambers who God only knows what would have happened. Mm-hmm. They had guns. They had guns, you know, so on a smaller scale, this does happen in this country. This has happened. The riots that happened this summer show that, you know, we're rep- of what has been happening in this country. It just mm-hmm. happened yesterday to individuals that they never expected it to happen to. This is why I tell people all the time, Trump, I, I don't think Trump is a racist. Trump is a person who is all about Trump, you know, because you have to love being white so much and hate everyone else to be a racist or a prejudiced person. Like Trump loves himself. And so at the end of the day, it can and it has happened in this country. We have so many. I mean, we have Louisiana, New Orleans, um, the floods. That was another example. It does happen. I mean, it was a natural catastrophe. But the response showed that when you if, if it happens to individuals of color, we can take our time. We can do it and we can make sure. Everything's okay, but it when it mm-hmm. COVID is another example. Let's bring healthcare into it. Mm-hmm. A vaccine that should have taken five years was given was was created in eleven months because individuals that weren't only people of color were being affected by it. So, if you want to talk about physical with guns and 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 people dying, and I can show mm-hmm. you how natural disasters have ramifications in the social justice realm too. And so like mm-hmm. it can go both ways. And so, yeah, it, it, it shouldn't happen in America is a wrong statement. It shouldn't happen to us is what Bush said. Well, should shouldn't be. So I want to like even go into this further and really put our finger on it. So the, the idea of like, hey, this is not supposed to happen to white people. Hmm. I mean, I could see some people saying, well, that's because, you know, there are more white people than there are people of color in the states. You know, that that kind mm-hmm. of argument. I'm just trying to dissect this from as many possible angles to see if they're I don't know. When I listen to race conversations, there's always like little tiny pieces that resonates with part of me, part of my mm-hmm. conditioning. Like mm-hmm. I my explicit values, like I get that. But like, I don't know, like the further that we can unpack this idea of like the outrage that this shouldn't happen to white people, which is masked and this shouldn't happen in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, is there what is that statement really saying? The audacity for us to be uncomfortable. Like, how is it that we we live in a country that we and I'm talking as if I was a white man. Courtney is now a white man. And so as I sit here, how, how can I be uncomfortable right now in this moment this is not supposed to happen to me i built how this could country. this possibly be happening to me yeah uh-huh. yeah and so now me as a black person answering your question i'm looking like you know what you can't have it both ways you can't say you can't say you can't be a majority and wonder why just given the numbers like 
let's talk about abortion. Let's talk about other like killings and things of that nature and poverty. And there are more poor white people than there are poor people of color. All right. There are more poor white people that benefit from welfare than people of color. However, mm-hmm. it's 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 marketed and disguised as a black thing. There are more individuals mm-hmm. who may use drugs. I don't know the exact numbers or statistics, just given the numbers. But mm-hmm. when you when you think about the marketing and the 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 thing of America, white is right. White is powerful. White is the way the standard that we should all be, you know? And so at the end of the day, I, I feel like individuals who say this is not supposed to happen here have been blinded by the comfort of white supremacy. So it's kind of like implicit in that statement is like, this is not supposed to happen here to white people because wasn't this all built to protect white people? There it is. So implicitly in there is this sense, but but a person of color is probably not going to have that same surprise. No, no, because the the optics have been different. Right. They've yeah. been shown that the system is mm-hmm. not built to protect mm-hmm. them. And so that's where you see this frustration with the surprise and people mm-hmm. saying your surprise is your privilege because yeah. you have been bought into this idea that this was all built to support you and you're you're shocked that it's it's not. And I'm going to even take it further to a socioeconomic standpoint because you can be a black person who grew up wealthy, right? And there would still be instances even on the scale of that to let you know that you are a black man or a black woman. So yes, you have money. Yes, you live here. Yes, you have this access. But please understand that you you should know your role, you know, mm-hmm. because I say yeah, like a a homeless white man can be in the same room with a wealthy black man, and the homeless white man still has a different type of 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 leg up than the wealthy black mm-hmm. man does. Mm-hmm. If they if mm-hmm. if no one knew the the financial status of either individuals, mm-hmm. and so it's uh it, it's. The system of white supremacy is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And yesterday is an example of the anger when, and the fear when the system is turning on, its, on, on itself and its beneficiaries. Yeah, it's making me think that like in, in looking at, at, at events, at topics that are related to race in the U.S., just how important it is for everyone to... And this is something that I do as well. It, like if there is a strong emotion, like anger, like shock f- for white people in particular, to slow down and be like, what are, the, what are the thoughts and assumptions that are feeding into that strong of an emotion? Because most likely it's revealing something about yes. the way that you've been taught to think, the way that you're um, – all of those reactions, I feel like, are just ripe with information. If you really wanna, if you really wanna challenge, like what you've been taught and the implicit values for, versus explicit values. Agreed. So we're wrapping up here. I know you had a lot of you. You said coming into this that you were really angry, um, and so I just want to like give you space to, you know, have any any final thoughts on what happened yesterday and what is going to come next. <laughs> I mean, we we created Humanize for these very moments, you know, to to have a platform and a space to 
to address issues real time and to to speak our minds on said issues and open up a conversation. And our thoughts are our thoughts. And we we always welcome individuals who don't agree, you know. And so I'm happy because it's being seen. I'm angry because individuals let it go to this point. But again, I'm happy. So I'll go. I seesaw between anger and excitement. Like yesterday, in mm. one day, we had Georgia and a riot, you know, in in the U.S. And like, so the news was split and probably the, the rioters got so much more airtime than the Senate races in Georgia when the Senate race of Georgia would have been on this on screen all day long. It's hugely significant. You know, and so, I mean, I'm I'm angry about that because democracy was being served in one place when democracy was being challenged in another place in the same country, you know. And so Mm -hmm. the juxtaposition Mm -hmm. of that was very amazing to me. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts today. And I really appreciate it. And as always, we want to hear from you all, the listeners. Um, you can, if you have an idea or someone that you feel like would be a great guest as we head into season two after a couple more episodes where we're going to be interviewing folks, please email us at info at thehumanizedpodcast.com or visit us at all of our social media platforms. Um, the handle is uh, The Humanized Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Much love. Stand up, Georgia. Atlanta, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Much peace. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Humanize. Please remember to like and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Join us on Instagram or Facebook to continue this conversation at The Humanize Podcast. Let us know if you want to learn more about the professional trainings we offer. And of course, tune in next time as we continue the work. Thank you and much love.